We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. For centuries, stories have been made up to teach kids lessons they will need for later on in life. These lessons are often brought on by a scary monster who will do something simply awful if they don't follow the rules. Perhaps a monster with a horse's head, bird-like wings and two cloven hoofs. But when an entire town begins to see the creature and the descriptions become more and more vivid, one must ask oneself, is it safe to go into the woods when the Jersey Devil is on the prowl? Good day to you, Horror House Hottie, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm Amy. And I'm Dom. And if we were cryptids, we would lurk under your bed, probably dressed in black feathers and some sort of leather get-up, and we would whisper negative YouTube comments into your ears, and the moral of our story would be, never listen to what strangers tell you on the internet. <laughs> Dom, how are you doing this week? I like that idea of a cryptid. Right, that's that, good. I, think, I, I quite like the outfit. That. Let's find I feel like all I need the to it. Karens that disrespect us on our YouTube videos. No, I'm good. Um, I am no longer at death's door, which is which is good because I was suffering Bonus. last week. Boy, howdy! I I was very ill and I looked like someone had just hoofed me out of my own my own grave. But other than a bit of a persistent cough, I am feeling much much better. Um, very excited for this recording because it is our second collab of 2024. So very, very excited for that. Yes. Welcome. Becca, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me tonight. It's such a pleasure to be here with y'all. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to have have you you on. It's been a long time coming. So welcome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to chat about the Jersey Devil. It's most intriguing. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Very, this is the big intriguing. question. I've heard of the Jersey Devil, yeah. I'm so glad. See, I, I haven't. This is new to me. I'm American. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. That does make sense. That, yeah, that is true. Um, that is true. Well, before we get into it, and you probably correct me on, on everything that I've written down about it, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and where everyone can find it? Absolutely. So I am the creator and host of the West London Witch podcast. The West London Witch is a podcast all about the mysterious, the strange, and the unexplained. We are a show where we talk about people's personal experiences with the paranormal. And every episode is really story-driven in that kind of long-form narrative um, structure. And we have original musical scores that go underneath every single episode. So they're quite thematic and dramatic, um, almost more like a documentary. So kind of a different approach um, to podcasts, but it's super fun. And you can find the West London Witch for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Amazing. Happy days. And I I definitely like if you haven't listened to Becca's podcast, please do. Um, It's in my regular rotation. Um, So it's it's top notch stuff. So do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Thanks. So no problem. Thank you for joining us. And for one that you know a little something about, which is always a bonus. So, yeah, we made a promise at the start of, I say it was a promise. It was more of a New Year's resolution 
that we were going to look at more cryptids in 2024. So I'm quite pleased that I'm able to keep that promise a little bit. Um, Because it's not something that I massively know a lot about. So I'm enjoying researching them. So that's good. Cool. And we've already been able to knock a few off of the off of the list as well. You've done Mothman. Now we're doing Jersey Devil. Yeah. We did Krampus towards the end of last year. So it's been quite a few cryptids um, in in the past months. So very very exciting stuff. There's actually something in common between Mothman and the Jersey Devil, but I won't get into it just yet. Will we'll come a little bit later. And it's he- it's not wings. I'm not making it that obvious. Okay. Jer- Jersey Devil cannot have the booty that Mothman has. Please tell no. me we don't have another big booty cryptid. That's I true. mean, shockingly enough, when I was researching the Jersey Devil, my first thought wasn't, I need to see what his booty looks like. Maybe it should have been. I mean, you know what Mothman's is like. Uh, that should be the standard of every cryptid moving forward. The only reason I know what Mothman's is like is because it was the first thing you told me about him. It was, to be fair. Like it immediately, was. I, I don't know if Becca knows and knows knows the the whole thing about Mothman's booty, but it's impressive. I know your guys's obsession with Mothman's booty for sure. <laughs> but Mothman does have a bit of a following for being a bit of a thirst trap, so he's got a bit of a reputation he as he does. I, I am not surprised being a uh, a wanted creature, if you will, <laughs> only from the back. Not so much from the front. Only from the front. Front's not as impressive. It's all about no. it's all about the back of Mothman. <laughs> no. There'd be a lot of screaming and then a quick not bad. And then back to screaming with Mothman. I feel like that's the <laughs> that's the story arc. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mothman. I don't mean to objectify you. It's you know, you deserve better. If you're listening, which you're probably not. <laughs> you're a cryptid. Anyway. Mothman's not an about object. The Jersey Devil. Amy. I know. God I'm damn so it. sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel like so many episodes recently have just started with us having some sort of Mothman discussion. So, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll move on. Let's talk about the Jersey Devil instead. Um, yes. <clears throat> excuse me. The Jersey Devil is a winged, horse-headed, cloven-hoofed creature who prowls the woods of the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Originated from Leeds Point, the creature has been spotted all over New Jersey with stories and sightings quickly stacking up. It wasn't long before people began to wonder about its true nature. The first butchering of a pronunciation in the episode, but trust me, there'll be plenty, so sit tight. Um, The Lenape people, which I think is how you pronounce them, who originally populated Pine Barrens, believed the area was inhabited by a spirit called Second mispronunciation. I'm going to go with sing. It's M apostrophe sing. So I'm going to go with a silent M, a bit uh, like the P in pterodactyl. What are we thinking? That's probably how I would do it. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. Oh, damn. It, it, it's kind of like Becca, the... Um, nah, Becca's our backup. <laughs> I, th- I think it's probably a silent <laughs> M rather than a silent S. It's either sing or ming. Doesn't really matter. I'm never going to mention it again. But this creature sometimes took the form of a deer-like creature with leathery wings. According to more popular folklore, uh, the Jersey Devil originated with Pine Barrens Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, yikes, 
Um, and after discovering That's... she was pregnant oh. for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, oh. declaring that the child would be the, quote, devil, which I think is fair. 12 is too many children. Oh, God. 13 definitely is. <laughs> 13 is... If you're if you're into numerology, there's a great little link there between thirteen and the devil and all that jazz. Yes, yeah. very true, very true. I mean, uh, it's it's a strange cutoff, isn't it, when you're talking about children? Because she's had twelve and then gotten pregnant for the thirteenth time and gone. Do you know what? That's too much. You would think that would have kicked in, yeah. maybe a little bit sooner. What man? <laughs> And to be fair, that was her fault, not the baby's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, we, we all know where they yeah. come they from. They didn't ask for this. No. Yeah, that's maybe, you know, maybe 10 children before that, she should have been like, yeah, probably 13 isn't great. <laughs> yeah. You know, just stop it. But what year was this? I think probably well, contraception was probably not so great in the 1700s, you said? True. Yes. True. What was it? Yeah, 1700s. So it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, we still know where they That's come from. Point. Just just abstain a little bit, hon. You know, just close it up. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, 13 is an unlucky number. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's why she was cursing the devil. Never... No, cursing the oh, child for the devil. Oh, me. Yeah. This I mean, she's not going well to push to 14, is she? If she's cursing 13, she's not going to go, oh, God, now I'll have to have another one. Well, as someone who prefers even numbers then if, if i stopped at 13 i would be like you know what <laughs> you know just get one more out i've done 13 what's the harm in one more child well i can maybe give you an idea as to why she didn't push for the 14th if okay. you like um okay. in 1735 so yes 1700s better um mother Leith was in labor on a stormy night while her th- friends gathered round her born as a normal child the 13th child transformed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head and bat wings and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the child beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. So, would Sounds you want like to push for the 14th? like a little shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like an evil child. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Why are you shocked that this child has cloven hooves and a tail and horns when you literally cursed him with the devil i once again i feel kind of bad for the guy no wonder he shot the chimney i don't blame him he's like reverse santa (laughs) that's just upsetting i I agree i can just picture her when when this child like you know gets his clue clue clues clues whatever um (laughs) clubins and its tail and turns into a demon child and she's just got like that surprised Pikachu face. <laughs> oh, oh, who could have foreseen this? Yeah. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have cursed my child. Or you know, just not had so many. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself, which might have been an explanation as to that. Although if you've had 12 kids by one dad, having the 13th by another one seems a bit odd, but who am I to judge? <laughs> Some versions of the legend also state that (laughs) local clergymen subsequently attempted to exorcise the creature from the Pine uh, pine Baron, which would make sense if it's the, I assume, son of the devil, but I'm I'm assuming the Jersey Devil's gender at this point, so I don't actually know. (laughs) 
how dare you assume it's how gender. dare i um how dare you maybe it, maybe it was a female devil who knows i mean to be fair i think if you're someone that's helping this woman give birth and the child comes out and has wings a forked tail hooves you're not necessarily checking to see what gender it is that's the last thing you're going to look at it's probably the least of their concerns very low down the more list. pressing matters yeah. <laughs> we've already got a check to see if the boot is any good so you know just don't worry about it <laughs> the boot, the bum is the most important gender is not important does he have cake <laughs> flip that kid over these um, are the real questions. These yeah. are the real questions. <laughs> oh, that poor child. Poor child. Um, maybe they saw it as he flew <laughs> up the chimney, just as he was leaving. They were like, not bad. <laughs> How is he going to fly with that thing? Um, prior to the 1900s, the Jersey Devil was referred to as the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds, um, either in connection with the Leeds family that it potentially came from or the southern New Jersey town of Leeds Point. Mother Leeds has been identified by some as real-life Deborah Leeds um, on the grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jafet, we're going to go with it, Leeds, um, named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736, which obviously would make sense because you're not going to write in the 13th child that flew away. Totally normal sentence. I'd be raging. Um, I'd still be raging if I was the 13th kid. How would you know? You're living in the woods at <laughs> 12... this point. <laughs> uh, true maybe someone got a message out just being like oh by the way it's not in the will oh, shouting so it up the chimney awkward, isn't it? 12 other children are in oh dear <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine he just does a little flyby and he realizes that the will is being read out and he's not in there <laughs> he's like didn't ask to be born didn't ask to be cursed <laughs> Didn't ask to be written out of the well, this kid. I mean, oh. Yeah, oh, that right. would be all. Oh, that would be all. Oh, I feel, feel a little bit heartbroken quite for, bad him for him at this point. The devil yeah. now. So, Becky, you've this just become part story. of what is essentially becoming a tradition on Horror House in that we always end up feeling sorry for the cryptid. Krampus. Yeah, we do. He's just trying to give it's you a, presents if you're it's good. It's a very lonely life. <laughs> it is. It's a very lonely life being a cryptid. Yeah, I'm, it I'm is. Not it is. about it. It is. Maybe he just needs a friend. He's just missing. And people are either, yeah, people are either trying to hunt you down, or they're running away from you scared. Yeah. No one's just trying to connect with you, and you don't even have to leave <laughs> it much in the will. Just, a, just a little bit. No. No. Just no. a nice armoire. He'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, thirteen kids. That's it's all always, he's looking to get. It's always why Jersey Devil, not how are you, Jersey Devil. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna to have to throw the Jersey Devil in to in with the Krampus Appreciation Society. He's gonna we're gonna yeah. have to lump him in there as well. It's vastly yeah. becoming the Cryptid Appreciation Society. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because we can hear their origin story, the, the the story of their you know their villainous arc. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is Someone contact true. Marvel. I'd say the list. <laughs> Seriously. Which I feel like you're rapidly approaching, Amy, aren't you? The mm. villainy. Yeah. I mean, let's I think, see how I we think... feel at the end of the episode, maybe. Okay. Open mind prevail. Although... I do have a feeling we're not going to feel as sorry for the Jersey Devil <laughs> as we do now. I don't know. I mean, we said that about <laughs> the Krampus as well, and we were still like, no, 
he's just misunderstood. This I feel like it's one of those relationships where well, a- I would go into it being like, I can change him. It's going to be fine. <laughs> to be fair, Krampus only only takes the naughty children. He only takes the to dickhead help. children. <laughs> so there's just there's always got to be one who takes it just a step too far. <laughs> yeah, he could just take them to, I don't know, what do children hate? Um, the dentist. He could take them to the dentist and then be like, "Have you learned your lesson? Are you going to be good? Yeah, good. Go on." There's, there's got to be a scale here. <laughs> dentist hell. You know, there's got to be something in the middle. And you're not getting a lollipop because <laughs> you're a dick. Yeah. Well, let's see how we feel about the Leeds slash Jersey Devil once we find out a bit more about what he does. By the late 18th century and the early 19th century, the latest, the Leeds Devil or the Jersey Devil, however you wish to refer to them at this point, um, had become a ubiquitous legendary monster or ghost story in the southern New Jersey area. Um, In the mid to early 19th century, stories continued to circulate in New Jersey um, of the Leeds Devil, a, quote, monster wandering the Pine Barrens, And the oral tradition of the Leeds Devil then became stronger and stronger throughout the further years, I guess. Um, There have been many claims of sightings and occurrences of the Jersey Devil. According to legend, while visiting the Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs, giggity, being forged, Commodore Stephen Decatur sighted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly on it which had no effect. So it's pretty big. It's just absolutely rocked by a cannibal, and he's just like, well, that's just a bit annoying, isn't it? Could you, could you not? Could you, could you stop doing that? <laughs> yeah. Also, unprovoked. <laughs> and unprovoked. Right? He's just flying around. Yeah. Yeah, just chilling. Yeah. And suddenly hit by a cannonball. I which feel like I'm turning I feel like I'm turning into his defense attorney here. He's blameless. He's fine. Maybe that's how we My should have set this up. Is... The, the, the prosecution yes. and the defense. The defense. The devil. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, let's see you defend this. That was right. aggressive. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean. But also, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm good up luck. For it. Let's see. Um, Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon. And, you know, less famous, but we'll talk about that later. Is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his border town estate in about 1820. The story is as follows. Quote, one sunny, not sunny, the opposite, snowy afternoon. Joseph Bonaparte was hunting alone in the woods near his house when he spotted some strange tracks on the road. They looked like the tracks of a two-footed donkey. Bonaparte noticed that one foot was slightly larger than the other. The tracks ended abruptly as if the creature had flown away. He stared at the tracks for a long moment, trying to figure out what the strange animal might be. At that moment, Bonaparte heard a strange hissing noise. Turning, he found himself face to face with a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like wings. Astonished and frightened, he froze and stared at the beast, forgetting that he was carrying a rifle. For a moment, neither of them moved. Then the creature hissed at him, beat his wings, and flew away. Easy. I mean... Okay. Easy Go. defense. Go. First and foremost, first and foremost, hearsay. There's no corroborating evidence. There's no other eyewitnesses. So mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. even, you know, testify to the validity of Joseph's story. Second of all, <laughs> who said he wasn't trespassing? 
these could have been the Jersey Devil's Woods. And that hiss was a, excuse me, please get off my property. Third of all, he forgot he was holding a fire at. He forgot. <laughs> that happens. That is negligence to the highest degree. Um, and I think that the Jersey Devil had every right to employ stand your ground laws in that case. And therefore, completely fine. Well, my client is innocent. Well, then. I won't argue Sterling with it. job. Although what I will say is he was <laughs> trespassing because it was Joseph Joseph Bonaparte land that he was on. But other than that, you're absolutely right. All right. All right. He was on his own land. He was on his well Joseph was on Joseph was on his own estate. All right. Maybe he had squatters' rights. <laughs> I mean I it's, it's definitely loopholes. not that much I of a crime. It. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize we'd be taking it down this route, to be honest. Otherwise, I would have gathered more evidence. Um, but I also, I also love how Joseph, as Becca said, forgot he had a gun, a rifle as well. <laughs> You've not just got it in your pocket. <laughs> At what point are you like, how did this get here? <laughs> yeah, his friends. Me hunting? Like, no. Like, oh, did you, did you fire a warning shot with your rifle? And he's just like, oh yeah. Had a rifle. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> could have done that. Whoops. <laughs> I did um, wonder what I was carrying in my hand. <laughs> to be fair, his reaction, <laughs> and by his I mean the Jersey Devils. Again, I'm assuming gender. Apologies. Um, but I think his reaction to seeing another human being isn't that different from my own. So I can't really not defend him. No. Well, I wish I could. And fly to be away. fair, the Jersey Devil would have like stayed for longer than I would. I would have been out there a lot quicker than the Jersey Devil was. Especially if it's a like, I I would have yeah, yeah, I would be gone quick. Um like I crossed the road most of the time to avoid people walking the other direction. So like <laughs> Also, what if we're misperceiving this entire situation? Those little hisses were like a hey, how do you do? Oh and maybe. Bonaparte, yeah, and he took it the wrong way. So he's like, oh I'll try again. Maybe, oh, yeah. Knows. And then he was like, you know what? I'm getting nowhere with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to fly I'm, away. I'm just going to yeah, go see home. See you later. <laughs> he's remembered he's holding a gun. I should get out of here. <laughs> okay, fine, 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 fine. The Jersey Devil uh, is perfectly within his rights to attempt to make friends on someone else's land and fly away when it doesn't work out. But it's not the only crime he is potentially guilty of. How this oh, has turned dear. into a court case, I have no idea, but we're going with it. During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock, livestock killings. Similar attacks were then reported during 1841, um, accomplished, accompanied sorry, by tracks and screams from the livestock. If you ever had a pig scream, you can't mistake it. It's lovely. In the Greenwich Township in December 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. Afterwards, he claimed that none of the 100 people he showed it to could identify it. On the 27th of July, 1937, it hasn't escaped me how far apart all of these dates are, by the way. We'll talk about it in a bit. Um, an unknown animal with red eyes seen by residents of Downing Town, Downing Town, Downing Town, Pennsylvania, um, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Pennsylvania Bulletin, 
And in 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen a, quote, monster matching the devil's description. And claims of a corpse matching the devil's description arose again in 1957 in the same area. Yes, still expanding on this timeline. During 1960, um, tracks and noises were heard near May's Landing were claimed to be the devil as well. Um, and during the same year, merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. A lot of sightings, a lot of potential laugh, crimes. But number one, how old is this thing? Yeah, it must be... It defies time. It must be getting up there at, at the end of that well, timeline. We're over, what, 200 years already? Yep. Yeah. Properly over? Mm-hmm. But cursed by the devil, so I don't think evil has a time limit. I yeah, think that this is true. The horrors persist, and as does the Jersey true. Devil. Yeah. True. I will say, he lost me as a client when it came to uh, the killings of animals. Inexcusable. Yeah. That's it's a no for me. I mean, it oh, can't be devil. proved that he did it. It just seems like a bit of a coincidence. Could be aliens. The oh, devil let's not get into when that in, debate. When in doubt. <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> oh, we've only got the one episode. We can't start talking about aliens. We'll be here all night. <laughs> but yeah, so, he, he, yeah, he's been a he's been around for a while, isn't he? he he's yeah. definitely. He's not sure. I don't know what is. I don't know what his um, care regime is, but I, I, I like I want in, I want his secrets like. If he's still sprightly at 200 years old, he, he's got a damn good regime. Damn good regime. We'll make that the first question if we ever capture him. What's your skincare routine? <laughs> what moisturizers do you use? So a lot of sightings, definitely not shy, um, but arguably all by one or two people. So they could just be, you know, making up stories or, you know, as you said before, it could have been hearsay. Mm. But perhaps the biggest and most notable sighting of the Jersey Devil um, took place in 1909 during the week of January 16th to 23rd. Um, during this time, newspapers published hundreds of claims of encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over South Jersey and the Philadelphia area. Um, among these alleged encounters were claims that the creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. Um, Police saw the creature and supposedly tried to fire on it to no effect. Other reports initially concerned unidentified footprints in the snow, um, but soon sightings of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were reported throughout South Jersey and as far away as De uh, Delaware and Maryland. Um, the widespread newspaper coverage created fear throughout the Delaware Valley, prompting a number of schools um, to close and workers to stay home. Vigilante groups and groups of hunters um, set out and roamed the pines and countrysides in search of the devil, but were never able to locate its whereabouts. That's okay. a lot of people. There's a lot of people. And a lot of fear. I mean, you have to be really scared to call off school and call off work. So yeah. either it's mass hysteria or maybe there's something behind it. Exactly yeah. that. And exactly what we are going to dive into in part two. But I think for now good time for a break would you agree yes sounds good to me fantastic in that case 
Enjoy your break, and we'll see you back here in just a few. Do you find crime podcasts to be a little too murdery? Then take a break from all things heavy and get petty. Join us, Amanda and Trevin, as we share killer facts, dreadful dilemmas, and tell real-life petty crime stories in the style of an audio drama. There, sprayed all over the aisle floor and eight display wigs, was a fresh pile of poo. Listen to Live Laugh Larceny on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friends of Horror House, I'm Britt. And I'm Alexa. And we're the hosts of They Don't Stay Dead. We're a paranormal podcast from Australia, and we've made it our mission to share with you all the real-life ghost stories and haunted locations from our home, as well as some encounters with supernatural beings and reports of unknown mysteries. From haunted asylums and ghost ships to big cat cryptids and alien encounters, there's something for everyone. We release new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our Instagram at They Don't Stay Dead for weekly updates. We get a little bit spooky and a lot silly. So join us for some laughs and a tale of the unknown. Stay spooky, paranormies. Back to you, Dom and Amy. Welcome back, um, and thank you for rejoining us for part two. So what do we think? Do we think that the Jersey Devil is a real-life devil, creature, demon, bat, horse, man? I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Or do we think that he's just a story? I mean, I think that we should have sympathy for the devil. He's misunderstood like every other cryptid. Oh, Put him in the Appreciation Society along with Krampus. (laughs) I agree with you. I feel for the guy or girl, whoever they are. Mm -hmm. I feel for them. However, I will say, when it comes to cryptids, it's really hard to say definitively that they don't exist until you've been to some of these places. Mm -hmm. And particularly in the U.S., and this is very difficult for people to understand, when you're looking at the wilderness out there, it is so expansive it's unlike anything you've ever seen it is uninterrupted for hundreds of miles if these creatures were to live anywhere it would be somewhere like that Mm -hmm. and they could go for hundreds of years or whatever and not be because there's they're not highly populated there's endless natural resources for them to be able to survive and thrive off of and their likelihood of encountering other people, particularly if they don't want to be encountered, means that they can live pretty uninterrupted lives. So I never like to dismiss anyone's cryptid experiences. One, because I wasn't there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And two, I genuinely believe in some of those areas, there could be something. We know that there's creatures in the sea that we've yet to discover. We know that there is life that we've yet to understand. Um, And I think sometimes as humans, we can be not only a bit naive, but a bit arrogant to think that we've figured out everything that lives on land with us. And therefore, there couldn't possibly be anything else. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think the only thing with the Jersey Devil is that there are so many, not even sightings, because sightings could happen accidentally if this creature is not wanting to be seen, then there could be instances where someone has seen him by accident. But if we're to believe 
the stories of 1909, then this creature is attacking people and marks. And that's not the behavior of something that doesn't want to go, want to be seen. Mm. No, but once again, in its defense, it could be the behavior of a creature that's scared, who feels like their territory has been encroached upon. We see this with orcas yeah. right yeah. now that that happens in in nature. And if we are living off the presumption that perhaps this is a real life creature, it could be behaving like a real life creature and could be acting defensively. Yeah. yeah. I think the misunderstanding. It's also fascinating. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> All I was going to say was that I think the... Um, it's the misunderstanding and the not being able to categorize that makes us as humans scared and nervous yeah. and worried that it's something unnatural that we don't want to be around. And that's why we have to come up with theories as to what it might be. And some of those theories are what I'm going to talk about next. But Becca, I want you to have your moment to say whatever you were going to say before I interrupted you. So please do. No, all I was going to say is what's interesting about the Jersey Devil is that it's super regionalized, kind mm -hmm. of like Loch Ness. These yeah. are creatures that seem to live in one sort of chasm, as opposed to something like Bigfoot or Sasquatch, which ranged across all of North America, really. And uh, lots of different um, Native American tribes described the same thing out without ever having contact with one another. So when you get lore that kind of spans across um, wide regions without any sort of communication between these individual tribes, that makes us a lot more inclined to believe that maybe there could be something to it. Uh, when you get these really regionalized cryptids, it, it gives you that kind of, it makes people feel less Re ready to accept it because why is there just one why is it just yeah. one Loch Ness why is it just one Jersey Devil why is it just one Mothman why isn't there proliferation of them across a certain region yeah. um, to which I don't have the answer to but I find that quite interesting yeah absolutely and, and it's one of the explanations like, um you know is that it's so regionalized and do you know what let's just get into it I think that would be easier, wouldn't it? Let's just get into some of the explanations. Yeah. Tell us. Because Tell us. Our, our first explanation of the Jersey Devil is that it's just a story and one that has been so widely believed in that region that it's just fallen into law. Um, skeptics believe that the Jersey Devil is nothing more than a creative manifestation upon the imaginations of the early English settlers in South Jersey. Um, with plausible explanations including bogeyman stories created and told by born, bored Pine Barren residents as a form of children's entertainment. Not sure how entertaining it is, but there we go. The byproduct of the historical local disdain for the Leeds family. The misidentification of known animals and rumours based on common negative perceptions of the local rural population of Pine Barren known as the Pineys. So a collection of all of those different elements have fed into this, I guess, focal point, if you like, of the Jersey Devil and created a character that now explains why it's so local, but locally is very believed in because all of these different opinions have kind of fed into it. 
The frightening reputation of the Pine Barrens may indeed have contributed to the Jersey Devil legend, as I said. Historically, the Pine Barrens were considered um, inhospitable, and so gangs of highwaymen were known to rob and attack travellers passing through the Barrens. Um, during the 18th and 19th century, when you know these tales were particularly rife, residents of the isolated Pine Barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society, poor farmers, fugitives, brigands, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserting soldiers. So um, so-called Pineys have sometimes decided to foster these stories and, and feed into them, you know, even if they were about themselves, kind of build that scary story so that it discouraged other members, outsiders, um, and intruders from entering the area. So maybe there was once a let's call it a misidentified animal that started this whole thing but because of the sorts of people that were living there because they wanted to create this culture where they didn't want outsiders coming in all of these stories built up and up and up until now it's become a cryptid when actually it was it was just an animal you also brought up a really good point there when you were talking about what early life would have been like in the 1700s for settlers, particularly the European settlers, because New Jersey is incredibly cold. The East Coast in general, these these Puritans and these pilgrims, they were experienced life unlike anything they'd ever experienced before. They were having the hottest summers, most humid summers, um, experiencing crops they'd never seen, creatures they'd never seen, bugs they'd never seen. And then winters that were unbelievably hospitable in terrain that we just don't have here, particularly in the UK. They would have found themselves in a truly alien place. And then it does leave room for you to be out at night and see a creature that you have never seen before and you have no touchstone for. And that fear, like you were saying, about not being able to say, oh, I know exactly what that is a story gets created. And as we know how stories go, they just conflate and turn into something else and evolve over time. So yeah, they would have been living a really rough life. And this would have been quite a fantastical story and quite exciting for those settlers who lived objectively difficult, difficult lives. Mm, absolutely. There is another explanation, of course, um, because there always is. And I am the typical example of someone that needs to rationalise everything. So we're going to look at all of them. And the other explanation, or one of the other explanations, is that it was a bird. Just a bird. Um, specifically, the Sandhill Crane. Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society That's of New Jersey. That's what the Mothman was. You're always nicking my points, Dom. <laughs> the, the Humane Society of New Jersey thinks the Sandhill Crane is partially the basis of the Jersey Devil stories. Um, adding that since there are, quote, no photographs, no bones, no hard evidence whatsoever, and worst of all, no explanation of its origins that doesn't require a belief in the supernatural. Um, the Sandhill Crane is a large, long-legged bird um, with a huge wingspan and bright red feathers around its eyes and could therefore have easily been mistaken for the Jersey Devil. And as I mentioned at the start of the episode when we brought up Mothman, there is your connection to Mothman. The Sandhill Crane is apparently both Mothman and the Jersey Devil. <laughs> However, there are some photos of the Jersey Devil, aren't there? 
I've seen photos of him. There's photos of a lot of things. They're great. They're great. <laughs> Come on. They're, those those Jersey Devil photos are fun. There is. There's, there's quite a few them. and they're very different. Like generally when you see photos of, let's say, Sasquatch, you've got a very similar shape, um, you know, that sort of. Um, humanoid shape is kind of there. They have very similar characteristics. Yes. The ones of the Jersey Devil, I mean, yes, they are similar in the sense that a lot of them have sort of the red eyes and things like that. They're similar characteristics, but shape-wise and to a certain extent location-wise, they're all really, really different. Particularly the head on a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I, I found when I looked at them, their heads seemed to differentiate quite a lot. Yes, but they're still fun. There's this one where it's little feet just, I don't know, they look really cute. <laughs> I think they're cute if they're small. That's one thing towels. I don't if they're massive, didn't not expect so cute. the Jersey Devil to be described as. <laughs> the Jersey cute Devil is a cutie little... pie. So He's cute. adorable. They're cute little toes. <laughs> little cloven feet. Tell that to Joseph Bonaparte. I'll try and find it. I'll send you the one I'm... Yeah, I'll find the one I'm thinking of. I'll send it to you. There's cute little toes. <laughs> It won't help with the whole, um, he, he's a bad guy thing. Definitely help with the appreciation society if we can find his cute little toes. Yeah. We, <laughs> now, then we'll just have people with a feet fetish come and oh, that'll just, then it'll just turn Oh, no. 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 <laughs> That's maybe <laughs> where we draw the line. Get started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. If you've got a feet fetish, you're not welcome in the, in the appreciation no. society. Sorry. I mean, they're <laughs> hooves. I don't know if that falls under the foot fetish category. If they're hooves, hoof fetish. Is there's that a probably thing? don't ask that question, I mean, Amy. There's a kink for everything. We'll just say that. <laughs> that is not my expertise. It's not a door <laughs> I want to open. Get out of that one. I'll leave y'all. <laughs> leave it. Leave y'all to it. I'll save that for my personal research later. Uh. It could be a bird. <laughs> it could. Just be a man. Be a plane. Just a dude. Just some guy. Um, it could be outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr., who spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. Um, he recounts occasions when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil. Um, after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. I don't know if that oh, works. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that does work. It does work. Okay. That does work. Um. Yeah, and the mosquitoes out there are so bad. I, you would be driven to do that. I can totally okay. see why you would do that. Okay. But could you imagine oh, if you're just like, guy. it's just me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just a man. Yeah. The devil. He's just running through, running through the woods, woods covered in mud. Like, don't mind me. It's just the mosquitoes. <laughs> oh my God, it's the Jersey devil. So that, no, I'm just trying to get the mosquitoes off of me. Yeah. To be fair, though, if I was mistaken for the Jersey Devil, I would just take it. I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." You caught me. That's me. I'd be, I'd be too embarrassed to be like, "No," particularly you if you're covered in lamps? mud. You know, you're wandering through the forest alone, yeah, covered in mud. True. If someone says, "Oh my God, it's the Jersey Devil," you're not gonna argue. Yeah. Okay. Bye then. Fair. Fair. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'll pop the kettle on. Could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine going to the uh, like the newspaper and be like, "Oh, that's me, actually. Uh, That that's that's a photo of." Wait, right there. I'll put my mud on and prove it. I would just be like, (laughs) "Yeah." 
goes to the paper. <laughs> you really had to choose that photo? Could you have not chosen a different one? <laughs> oh, I look terrible. It's like when you pop out to the shops. I mean, Dom, maybe you can't relate to this as much. Maybe you can. I don't know. Um, but when you pop to the shops and you think, do you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do my hair. I'm not gonna put my makeup on. I'm only. It's gonna be real quick. I'm just gonna pop out real quick. No one will see me. And that is the trip where you bump into every motherfucker that you know in the world is on your route to every, the shop. Yeah. Every time I'm in my hometown, I go to the grocery store like a real housewife of Orange County because I know <laughs> that I am going to run in to everyone and their best friend. Yep. That's how it to works. To be honest, I, I quite routinely go to the shop in my pajamas. Uh, and, and bump into at everyone, this point, right? I, if I get seen, I get seen. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'm cozy and the shop is literally 30 seconds down the road. I'm going in my pajamas. I just need some milk. <laughs> just I need just, some maybe milk. That's how, <laughs> maybe that's how the Jersey Devil feels. He's like, you know what? I've been alive for centuries <laughs> no, at this point. If I get seen, I get seen. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> They're not going to believe him anyways. Exactly. <laughs> no, Isn't that an excellent disguise? Yeah. No one's gonna believe you. Yeah. He's got it figured I've, out to be fair. I've just got this yeah. vision of this poor Tom Brown Jr. who has been alone in the woods for months, you know, doing his survival thing or whatever it is that he's doing. And the one day that he decides to try out the mud thing is the day that he bumps into another human. <laughs> And no one's going to believe you only tried that one. No. They're going to be like, sure. Yeah, I yeah. I swear it's the first time. Whatever that's you say. That's his daily ritual. <laughs> no one's going to believe that. Sure, buddy. We, yeah, He's okay. like, God damn it. This happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other thoughts or theories as to who the Jersey Devil could be? Who? Um, not so much. He's He's the only who. I think what is more of the theories. Um, there is still a group who are determined that the Jersey Devil is very much real um, and tries to prove it. They are called the Devil Hunters um, and they refer to themselves as the, quote, official researchers of the Jersey Devil. Um, they devote their time to collecting reports, visiting historic sites and going on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to, quote, find proof that the Jersey Devil does in fact exist. Um, which is a noble quest. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy considering people have been trying to do it for, you know, 300 years. But what do I know? Yeah. I want to join the society. I feel like I need that on my resume. Absolutely. Devil Hunter. It's I mean, a, that does sound good. You know, if you, fabulous. It's fabulous. If you went back to your high school reunion and they were like, oh, what do you do nowadays? And you're just like, Devil Hunter. That's Devil Hunter. Yeah, no. No further explanation. Yeah. Yes, that's it. no context Sorry. whatsoever, <laughs> Devil Hunter. <laughs> and so... then just walk off, put your sunglasses on and walk off. That's it. <laughs> the Miami, the CSI Miami theme tune yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is another theory of what the um, <laughs> the Jersey Devil might be, and that is a hoax, something to, you know, bring in a bit of tourism maybe or make a bit of money. Gordon Stein in the Encyclopedia of Hoaxes 1993, which by the way, I absolutely want to read, um, noted that the yes. alleged footprints of the Jersey Devil during the 1909 series of sightings resembled a horse's hooves. 
Um, according to Stein, a man later admitted that he faked some of these footprints. So in amongst all of that buzz during that week in, in 1909, there was at least one thing that we know for certain was made up. Jeff Tibbles, great name, um, in The World's Greatest Hoaxes 2006, has claimed that Norman Jeffries was involved in hoaxing the Jersey Devil. Norman Jeffries, who was the publicist for Philadelphia's Art Street Museum and later renowned hoaxer, um, was well aware of the stories about the Jersey Devil. So when the museum was in danger of closure, unless Jeffries came up with something to do to boost attendance, um, the publicist decided that a captive Jersey Devil would be the ideal crowd pull. Um, he also planted some non-fictional newspaper stories about new sightings of the devil. Um, during 1909, Jeffries and his friend Jacob Hope, um, an animal trainer, purchased a kangaroo from a circus and glued artificial claws and bat wings onto it. Um, they declared to the public that they had captured the devil and it was displayed at the museum. Um, 20 years later, Jeffries admitted that it was a hoax, but I don't think it necessarily would have fooled anyone. What in the Scooby-Doo <laughs> plotline is that story? Also, don't... That is literally a Scooby-Doo plot. Come on now. Don't kangaroos love it. have pretty big claws already? I've seen like a, a kangaroo's claws and they are sharp and pretty hefty. Claws. Why can I not oh, picture yeah. a kangaroo now? Oh, yeah. They're... Oh, yeah. They are like... Henched they as are. Well. They're huge. Have you, have you seen a and have you seen I'm, a picture of like a kangaroo tensing, Amy? It is. Oh yeah, something. I, I know that huge. they're ripped. It's but what insane. I do know for definite is that they don't have hooves. They don't have hooves. They do they've have got one big old back feet. Ridiculously long toenail though. Like they've got like a massively long toenail that can well, like, disembowel. Well, my point being. If you're going to, if you're into the Jersey Devil enough that you think, do you know what? I'm going to go to this museum and see the captive Jersey Devil because, you know, I've been following the stories. You're also into it enough to know that it's definitely got hooves. Two hooves, very famous. Joseph Bonaparte told me. Yeah. yeah so when you yeah. get to the museum and you realize that this thing definitely does not have hooves, it has whacking great back feet that it's standing up on, I think you're going to know that you've been duped. Yeah. Or you have. Or you have enough confirmation bias that you want it to be real and therefore True. it is. Yeah. Mm. I mean, P.T. Barnum put a mermaid in his museum and for years people believed that was real. This is true. This is true. I mean, maybe have we just stumbled upon the best hoax of all time? I'm still going to go with no. I've still got, <laughs> in, in my head, I've got a kangaroo with bat wings glued to it. But, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe people believed it. Maybe. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah. This is true. I mean, we all talk about them all the time, so they definitely have happened. So whether you believe that the Jersey Devil is a demonic beast uh, prowling the New Jersey Hills, a story made up to frighten kids or outsiders, um, a huge winged red-eyed bird, um, or just a man explored in the wilderness covered in mud, um, two things I think are for certain. Number one. It's not a kangaroo in fancy dress. And number two, no. you don't want to go walking in the Pine Barrens. And that's the Jersey no. Devil. What do we think? Fascinating. Very interesting. I think this... Yeah, and it brought up some great debate, which I really appreciated. That was yes. really fun. Yeah. 
uh, like I said, a cryptid that I'd never heard of. Um, so it was nice to to hear the various theories and all that jazz. Um, I kind of liken it to Mothman a little bit in the sense of it doesn't necessarily matter if it's real or not um, because it's a story that's been passed down. You know, Mothman generates uh, so much money for Point Pleasant. Um, there's a Mothman Museum. There's a Mothman Festival. There's Mothman merchandise. And, you know, I mentioned it at the end of our Mothman episode. You know, I think the residents of Point Pleasant don't concern themselves whether it's real or fake because it brings together the community and it brings together visitors and it brings tourism. Um, and I think people like a good story. And I think people like to be a little bit scared and they like scary stories that they can tell in the dark. But there there might also be a confirmation bias um, in the sense that if you're alone in the woods and you've heard the stories about the Jersey Devil and you hear a noise or you hear a scream, you're going to straight, you know, quite quickly, your brain is going to go, well, you know, the story is about the Jersey Devil, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, that's that's what it is, um, you know, kind of like the Winchester Mystery House in a way. I know that's very unrelated, but that's labeled the most haunted house in America. And everyone who goes there, you know, says they experience something, but it's been ingrained in their minds that that is a extremely haunted house. So if something happens, they automatically believe that it's paranormal. I don't particularly believe in cryptids, but I find them fascinating and I find them very interesting to hear about. So yeah, for me, I don't really concern myself with how genuine it is. It's just a really good story to listen to, and I very much enjoyed it. Definitely. I I love a cryptid story because they always start from a, a basis of oral tradition as well, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and being able to preserve that and seeing oral traditions grow and evolve over time is also really special. And if it keeps those stories alive, think of how many stories we've lost because mm -hmm. they weren't as fascinating. So to have some of those uh, still be retold and still be relevant and still be scary to stand the test of time. There is something really special about that as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of the things I love about um, Loch Ness. I know we mentioned it earlier. As you said, you know, with this, the expanse of the wilderness that this creature supposedly lives in is huge. And, you know, in theory, this creature is also quite big. But that's why it lives there, because it can get lost, it cannot be seen, it can remain a mystery. Loch Ness is huge, or Nessie is supposedly huge, um, but Loch Ness in comparison isn't that big. But there are still people that are dedicated, dedicate their lives to searching for Nessie. And you would think, you've searched every bit of that loch at this point, it, it's not ongoing forever it's it's actually quite small um but they there's so much culture around it and so many people know the story of nessie that you need people like that yeah. to make it i guess almost in a way relevant to adults it's not just a kid's story it's you know adults yeah. are looking for it and therefore adults believe it and you know dom as you said it brings people to that area it makes that area that may otherwise have been unknown interesting and brings in money and if that 
is the only good thing it's not obviously but if that's the only good thing that comes out of it then why would you discourage that you know let people be a little bit scared let people yeah. think that they've heard um you know the jersey devil in in the pine barrens although if i ever do find myself wandering through the pine barrens i think i'm more likely to think i'm going to bump into a naked guy covered in mud now because that's a hard <laughs> vision to get out of my head yeah, probably plus it, it's i i mentioned it in the mothman episode and i you know I, I said what better story could you tell to make people think twice about going to an abandoned ammunitions plant than a flying monster what better story could you tell someone to not go into the woods by themselves at night than the jersey devil well some of these are cautionary tales i mean for us it was you got to be home by by the time streetlights are on or la la rona will get you uh-huh. so you know some of these tales have a purpose that is beyond just just a good story they're they're cautionary they are cause and effect mm. um and that's that's a fun element of it also yeah yeah absolutely and that you know that enjoys and of course if you really want you okay sorry i was just going to say and if you really want to go down a rabbit hole you can go into that whole sphere where cryptids supernatural elements and the paranormal all live on the same plane and are all interconnected and that's a whole other kettle of fish that we don't have time for tonight <laughs> but is always a really interesting uh theory to to muse upon if you will that can be Absolutely. for when you come back on the show becca there you go let we will dive Leaving straight into open. that rabbit hole um becca before we wrap up please tell our listeners again where they can find the west london witch and all of the yeah so you can find the west london witch uh for free wherever you listen to podcasts if you love the work that we do um and you want to support two creatives and their quest for sharing scary stories with you you can find our patreon as well at uh www.patreon forward slash the west london witch or you can find us on instagram or facebook and if you have a spooky story that you would love to share i would love to hear it so please hit me up if you've got any spooky ghost stories or mysteries or anything unexplained i would love to hear it and share it on the show as well and that goes for you too as well if you've ever got a story you want to share I'd love to have you featured on the show. I think you'd have to try and convert a couple of skeptics if you were going down that route. But we're uh, open to well, conversion. We're open to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we want to experience something paranormal. We just haven't had an experience that's convinced yeah. us yet. I think that's probably the best way to, to classify it. Just like I've not seen a cryptid. I want to. If any cryptids are listening, which... It would be odd, but if you are, <laughs> come say hi. I'm I'm ready for you. I'm happy to, <laughs> you know, be the leader of your appreciation society. Feel free to reach out. Hit me up on Instagram. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Dom, <laughs> wrap it up for us because I'm going off on a tangent that's gone a bit weird. Gladly. So obviously, massive, massive love to Becca for coming on tonight. It's been wonderful having you um as emmy said it it was been a long time coming um and we were super stoked that we could we could get it done obviously you you being based in the uk makes it a lot easier for us because it's normally american shows that we collab with and time differences and time zones can be a bit of a hassle um 
so yeah this one was far easier to arrange <laughs> but please do listen and show love to the west london witch it's a lo- lovely show becca does an amazing job um and of course i'll put all of her links in the show notes um where you can find her patreon instagram all of that good stuff and hopefully you enjoyed it enough that maybe we can come on your show or you would like to come back to horror house becca we would love to have you again anytime i would be honored beautiful great fun so as for us uh there are a plethora of ways that was a big word for way past my bedtime a plethora a smorgasbord of ways that you can support us you can do it for free um and you can follow us on instagram you can subscribe to the youtube channel you can follow us on your podcast app of choice or if you want to throw us a few quid on the buy me a coffee link we would appreciate that until next time um as always stay spooky you beautiful beautiful people stay spooky bitches We never talked about his bum. <laughs> I still need to know. We, well, I want, Are there any pictures of his bum? Maybe we should look that up. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't Google. Oddly <laughs> enough, that's not bum. on my Google searches. <laughs> well, but I will look for his mom. little cute feet. I'm going to have a look. <laughs> you cover the cute feet. I'll cover the bum. Um, <laughs> don't worry. I know which one I'm thinking of as well. <laughs> It's a great one. It's just a hilarious photo, and he's got these cute little feet. We got booty and feet I will being have covered. To find it. <laughs> I'll have to find it. Oh, it's like a. I know which one I'm thinking of as well. That's that's a look. Oh, oh he's, it he looks, looks like the. Cute. Oh, look. he looks like the de- like the devil from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah, you him. Know? I love it. The drag queen lobster devil. <laughs> yes, him. Yeah, I love it. This, I think That's this is my favorite like. one. Look at his little face. He's so cute. Little cute yeah. goat face. See, he can join He can join the Appreciation Society. Jazzy Devil, welcome. <laughs> <laughs>